Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. This show contains adult themes, loosely held opinions, and some really strong language. This is a Dave original podcast. Welcome back to the Late Night Mash podcast. Yes, we've got one too, with Jeff Norcott and Olga Koch. Too thick for the rest is politics? Then you've come to the right place. We take the biggest culture war battles and play them out in front of your very ears. And neither of our hosts are spies. We join Olga and Jeff as they tackle one of the greatest issues of our time. Okay, so for this episode, we are recording remotely here, uh, here and I am in. Well, I'm in Cambridgeshire, which is often gets. Does that strike you as a bit fancy, Olga? Cambridgeshire. Yeah, it's where Cambridge University is, and that's pretty fancy. That is. I'm not in that bit. I'm. I'm nowhere near that bit. I'm uncomfortably close to Bedford. I think is the best. The best way to put it. No shade. Well, a bit of insult to Bedford, really. I'm in France and still uncomfortably close to Bedford. Am I right, guys? <laughs> guys. <laughs> nice. Nice. So are you, you're in France at the moment. I'm on a road trip with my parents in France. Uh, mm-hmm. I've completely um, reverted back to my 11-year-old self. I'm a child. I'm in the back seat uh, with my parents. My parents are currently obsessed with social media. Uh, my mom is on Telegram. My dad is on Facebook. They love it. My favorite thing that my mom... Okay, so this is... this is Genuinely, I cried tears of laughter when my mother told me this. I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Mm. So um, in their home, in their backyard, they have moles and they have a mole issue. And my mom was looking for life hacks. One of the life hacks was to bury an alarm clock to scare off the mole. <laughs> Can you imagine just walking in on my mom digging a hole for an alarm clock in the back? Yeah, I mean, if you're... That's really, that's really... You just go, yeah, can I check? Is your husband... Well, is he is he okay? Mommy, are you okay? Mommy, yeah. why are we are we? And you know, you start talking to them like a dementia patient because you don't want to scare them and be like, "Yes, yes, we are digging a <laughs> hole for an alarm." That is, I mean, it's so funny as well that that your parents hit a point where the stuff in the house that's happening becomes so dominant in their lives. You know, so you go around, you go, "How are you?" I go, don't even mention it. The, <laughs> the downstairs TV is on the blink. 
So we've had to move the television from the spare room into the kitchen just so your father's got something to watch. And just please don't bring it up. It's been a whole thing. <laughs> you go, well, the toaster's broken. You know, or only like uh... you can only do three bits of toast at a time. It's just been an absolute nightmare. We ended up with odd toast, and we're doing six toast now. We only want four. I mean, that's the ridiculous thing. <laughs> I walk in in the kitchen. My mom is using like using a screwdriver on an alarm clock. It looks like she's making a bomb. <laughs> I learned it on the online. That's not making me feel any better. Is your 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 is your fellow with you on this road trip in France? Yes, he is. But did um, he wi- my? Sorry, go ahead. Did he witness this behavior? Yes, but my parents only speak Russian, and he does not speak Russian, so he is blissfully unaware of everything that is being discussed in the car. Thank God. I mean, because if he witnessed that play out and and didn't understand the words, that's arguably a more bizarre thing to witness. Somebody (laughs) burying an alarm clock and then speaking in Russian. (laughs) Oh my God, can you imagine? And then she makes eye contact with him, and she's holding the alarm clock, and she's burying it, and she goes, your time has come. Your last boyfriend, he went this way. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. TikTok, that's biological alarm clock going off. <laughs> okay, so for the first question today, I like this bit of a political one for us to get our teeth into is, um, should we vote for the prime minister instead of the party? Uh, now, I guess that this is a question that people are asking, you know, just about the way that prime ministers are put into power and taken out of power, because obviously the Tories have been sort of uh, changing them every couple of years for a little while now. And um, I guess the fact that it created Boris Johnson and then Liz Truss, for a lot of people that brings up strong feelings, right? So people are wondering whether someone with that much power should be installed directly by the public. What's your first take on it, Olga, instinctively? In the perfect vision of democracy that we are being promised we are living in, it shouldn't matter too much who the individual prime minister is because the policies that that person would deploy would be the policies of the party as a whole. So Mm. what I'm voting for are the policies of the party and who's making it happen doesn't really matter. It is merely a figurehead of the party that I voted for. So I don't think the individual shouldn't should matter because if we are voting on an individual that to me signals that one person has too much power so yeah i mean that it's essentially a presidency isn't it and that, the big fear for a lot of people does that mean we get president tony blair that is the fear isn't it i mean that would be the the most sort of likely outcome is we have some some old grandee figure i just i <laughs> The weird thing about prime minister, what, how they describe this first amongst equals, right? So it's the prime yeah. minister, not the not the president, not the presider, but they do they do have impact. They can't sign executive. I mean, not to get too dry about this, but it's not you know like when the American president comes in, they can literally just sign executive orders. There's certain stuff that they and can I don't do. like that. So I suppose what they have in the, in the US is this weird system whereby obviously you could have a president that represented one party and one ideology, and then you get the House of Representatives and Congress, the Senate, something that could be both from the other party. What I'm getting at is you could end up a situation, Conservative Party power, President Jeremy Corbyn. I actually want to see that. I mean, just on a pure banter level. And I suppose in like in a perfect world, that's meant to be like, oh, everything is balanced and wonderful. But in reality, Mm. that just means nothing gets done because they keep blocking each other. Right. 
I would have thought so, yeah. So I do favour instinctively, without wishing to be a little Englander, I do favour the British system. But I suppose the reason it comes up is, like I say, people are sort of thinking, well, as it was characterised in social media with the Tory membership, 180,000 geriatric racists get to choose the next Prime Minister. And in a weird way, they were sort of advertising what a How bargain... do you know my porn search terms? <laughs> but they were advertising like what a bargain the Tory membership is. For 25 quid a year, you get, you, you're part of the greatest raffle on earth. <laughs> well, I mean, is the issue... Okay, and I'm about to potentially say something quite stupid, Jeff, so get ready. The issue isn't who is Prime Minister... Because ultimately, if you're just doing what your party's telling you to do, you're just the one who gets to hold the microphone and be in photographs, right? The issue isn't that. It's the issue that instead of taking care of the country, you're you're bogging yourself down in the inter-party drama. So I, th- I think that the leadership does care. You can, you know, a strong figure can drive an agenda and there's already stuff that Liz Truss is going to do. I've got to say, I think part of this, the reason this is a live debate is people are just going, Liz Truss? Liz Truss, like they're thinking whatever system makes Liz Truss the most powerful person in the country, like you need to question that system. But what they often forget is like all the party memberships are, all the parties select their leader roughly in in this way. Like it's not, it's not put to the public, right? So whether it's 180,000 geriatric racists or half a million virtue signaling middle-class people or 100,000 compost munching sandal wearers, there's going to be a, and I have insulted, I think all the main parties there, is that, um, there's going to be a small group of people that if were their party in power and they got rid of the leader, there's going to be a small group of people who decide what the prime minister is. Sorry, I'm just now, I'm finding it difficult to imagine an election if you're going to vote for Tories anyway, you wouldn't because of Liz Truss, because you'd still vote Tory, wouldn't you? Um, I'm not, I'm not sure at the moment. I didn't vote for them <gasps> at the last local elections. Um Interesting. Uh, well, this is funny. At the moment, I'm getting more stick than ever for my politics, and it's the most I've ever I've slagged off the Tories. I'm doing something wrong. I need to go back. I need to swing right again. But, but yeah, I, I think that they've drifted, you know, quite a long way. I mean, whatever you thought about David Cameron, right? There was a sort of like, right, you know, I'm a posh guy in charge. I'll sort stuff out. You know, he had a certain kind of brio about him that, that I thought he had a sense of purpose. And then Theresa May, I was like, you know, she's, she has a, a sense of civic duty. You know, I felt that she was a, a servant of the country and stuff. Uh, the fact that she looked permanently depressed suggested she was taking it seriously. You know, like she'd done the research. <laughs> and Boris Johnson was... In, uh, Boris you know, Johnson and Liz Truss are simply having too much fun. Both of them th- are too wacky. Why are they having a nice time? That's not the British way. I think you're absolutely right. And so what they said was there's the process in British politics, which was nerd jock, nerd jock, right? So every alternate prime minister goes from a nerd to a jock. So you had uh, Thatcher was a jock, uh, Major was a nerd, Blair was a jock, Brown was a nerd, Cameron was a jock, May was a nerd, Johnson was a jock, but Liz Truss, she's sort of jockey nerdy. Liz Truss... Have you seen the movie American Pie? Yeah. It's based on real events. It's based on the um, stereotypes that you and I both know and love. It's the surprisingly over-sexual girl in the orchestra. (laughs) You know exactly what I'm talking about. She spent, okay, we're talking band camp here. She spent a while at band camp. Yeah, and again, I'm I'm, I'm absolutely not slut shaming. I am myself and is am an extremely sex positive woman. But I just remember my uh, boyfriend telling me about how in his high school he was in the more sort of um, I guess 
am I am I okay to say that you are in the more popular group? He just is nodding very smugly. Um, I mean, it is all right to say because he was both prom king and voted most likely to be prime minister. So maybe we should ask him. (laughs) But he said that the group that fucked the most in his school were the goths. And it's like there is there is that overly developed Mm. nerd group in every school. You know what I'm talking about? Because we talk about nerds as like sexless, but there are the the ones that like go into the city. But it was interesting, the Tory leadership race, because what they had, you know, in the final seven, they had a lot of women and they had a lot of diversity. And it did kind of throw into this thing of like, it was a challenging thing for some people on the left, because the left are supposed to be about diversity. And here are these Tories, you know, a lot of women in the race, a lot of people of colour, the cabinet, you know, James Cleverley and Kwasi Kwarteng, both black men. And and then you suddenly get this thing of people just dismissing that. Well, it's not, not that diversity. That No, I didn't mean that. I, I, and I sort of think, well, it either matters or, or it doesn't. I mean, this thing of, like, you you don't have to like Liz Truss, right, just because she's a female PM. You you know, that does that, do, is it important just that she's a woman and a prime minister or is it only important how she does in the role? Is that the question that we're answering, Jeff? Well, I'm trying to find some, <laughs> but whether we should continually, I mean, say, for example, you know, she's going to face really tricky situations. The Tories get bored again. A year and a half down the line, we can have another prime minister. Will will people legitimately say this system is broken and we need something else? At first, my instinct was it doesn't matter who the prime minister is because they are executing what the party tells them to do and we're voting for the party. And that's a more democratic thing to do. But now now that you're saying, what if they change their mind again? It does feel like there have to be some sort of limitations because all they do is just change prime ministers, right? Do like votes of no confidence and stuff. We need a quota on that. It's become a bit fun, isn't it? A Tory leadership race. They come around every couple of years. And I think it's good fun for people on the left. It's like a World Cup of new people to hate. It's like a catwalk of arseholes for people on the left, isn't it? Oh, there's all these new people that I... I don't like. So maybe it's become like a national sport. Maybe we should just enshrine it every two years. Get ready. I can't believe it's come around this quick again. It's another Tory leadership race. Well, the Olympics are fun because they're every four years. If you had the Olympics every year, it'd get too much. So Every year is too much. (laughs) So, yeah. So I guess elections are only special. Like in America, elections every four years. A spectacle, Mm. right? Everybody's gearing up, getting the popcorn, edge of your seat vibes. Mm. So we can't we can't have too many elections. You can't have pudding for every meal. You can't. And and it's interesting that you mentioned the states there because there is the flip side of a fixed term presidency, which is that sometimes just saying, for example, you might have somebody uh, in the role that is, you know, clearly not really with it and doesn't know what day of the week it is. And yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah. And th- that creates its own form of Or were anxiety. you saying Donald Trump? Which one is it? I mean, it was funny. I mean, that, that presidential thing where you go, there's a lot of people on the left going, look, we, we, there's another, you know, old, straight, white guy. And then they went for an older, straighter, white, whiter guy, essentially. I mean, at some point, both these parties have got to break the cycle and, and, and go for somebody a, a bit different. But, but that's the problem, isn't it? Biden, you, look, he's not in a good <gasps> President place. President Jeff, can I write that movie? President Jeff, Oh, my yeah, God. That- we have to do it. So it's like, we've tried Trump, we've tried Biden, they're all yeah. too old, and they're too set in their American ways. We ship you over, and you're president of America. 
But I would just end up saying the same shit that they all say, because this is probably about politics. I'd be going, I'd start saying that everyone was the backbone of America. You know, I'd loving the troops. Just they all say the same shit, don't yeah, they? Yeah, you're, you're, and then you do your whole thing. You you love a little shrug with a little raised eyebrow, but it's you. But that's you in the in the Oval Office being like, I don't know what I'm doing, and it's a little shrug. So you mean like a, like a sort of reverse King Ralph? Remember that with John Goodman? It was like a late yes. 80s comedy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think a President Jeff is President kind, Jeff. Of feel, kind of feel like Kevin Klein would have done once upon a time. Or, exactly. or just a, or Hugh Grant in his pomp and just be like, really awkward. And, and you're like, blood. and you're out drinking world leaders under the table. And it's yeah. like, yeah. Oh my God. That and would be so much like fun. It would be fun. And it seems like there's going to be nuclear war. But then I take. Uh, a world leader. You bring soccer. You bring so- real soccer football to America, and instead of having a nuclear war, they have, they just play it out on the field. Darts. I take him to the darts. <laughs> yes, darts, darts, darts at the UN. I take Putin to the darts, and then like it's no one knows what's going on in there, and it's like the world waits, you know, like, and then they'll do one of those cheesy things of like, here's Tokyo waiting, here's Paris, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Independence Day, and then kind of like the door bursts open, and we're arm in arm. And, and I actually got a bit inspired thinking about that. Then actually, like a sort of really... <laughs> yeah, with loosened ties, and then yeah. you're you're holding each other, but uh, you got your arms around each other. A bit like Rocky Four, you know, he kind of comes around to my way of thinking. I mean, look, I think as a kind of '90s high concept family comedy, it, it plays. Um, but I, I, I think in terms of should we vote for the prime minister? I don't think we can vote for the prime minister. So let, let's just break this down logically. I don't think we can vote for the prime minister because the prime minister is the prime minister within a party, first among equals. So the question really is then, should we have a presidential system? And I just think that it seems to me the only outcome to that is that it's, pre- it's Tony Blair as president. So I think just on emotional basis, that anything that stops Tony Blair being president of Britain uh, is a good system. So therefore, I think personally we should stick with what we got. I propose we keep what we have with the prime ministers and the parties, but we create an election system for monarchs. Thank you. Election system for monarchs. You get to be king, but we vote for who gets to be king for every however many years. You're not going to London. I'm afraid you're not going. Loads of imagine loads of wannabe kings all in two different rooms, and getting the news about whether or not they're going to boot camp. Everybody gets to be a royal. You get to do uh, the first. It's who's going to be who's going to be king? Is it going to be Francis Bourgeois? Uh, it just be the somebody that guy. everyone loves. Ryland, 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 Gemma Collins. Everyone loves um, Ryland. Who's that chef that everybody loves? Jamie Oliver. No one loves Jamie. No, no. I, look, I'm glad that you said that because I do not. Do you, just on a, on, a, on a side note about Queen Jamie. Alison Hammond. Come on, that'll be so much fun. Queen Lorraine Kelly. She there could keep. Go. She could keep the union together. Um, I, I think. Uh, just on a sidebar on Jamie Oliver. Do you know one of the most like just Brentian moments in recent public British public life was? It was something about f- food banks or, 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 or food. You know. Um, Good meals in schools. He's always wanging on about good meals. I think he just wants the contract, but maybe I'm a cynic, right? But anyway, so he takes um, something to the House of Commons and it's an eaten mess, right? But it's just this obvious pun on they all come from eating and it's a mess. 
But the way he kept explaining it, it was so great in, and you just saw all his team around him going, "Yeah, we, it's Ian." I mean, we, I mean, this is really clear, Jamie. He's like, "But what it <laughs> is, right?" And I don't think people really have fully got this: is that I've made a giant eat and mess, and and then it was like, have you ever seen that clip of uh, Alexandra Burke where she talks about the phrase "elephant in the room"? Yes, so good, so yeah. good. So that's a little takeaway for people: is is watch that, watch the Jamie Oliver clip, and just accept that, like everything. I think in British public life, it is weird. It's hard to explain. Um, it doesn't work properly. But the alternative is just as bad. I think, yeah. I mean, I, I, guess, I guess for me, it feels like going towards a model where we're electing a specific person is changing models as opposed to improving the one that we have. So we need to find a way to make what we have work as opposed to just jump ship because the other ship is imperfect, as we can see with America. And it never, you know, when uh, the Labour Party went at uh, Gordon Brown just took over straight from Tony Blair, this discussion wasn't a live discussion then, I think. I think I think the Tories have taken the piss a bit. Maybe that's the problem. The Tories, you, it's one of those things like it's it's an imperfect model, but don't remind people how imperfect it is by having biannual <laughs> leadership contests. But without them, oh my god, we've had such. Do you remember like the 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 contest for when Boris got in and all the Tory uh, candidates were all telling us how much drugs they'd done? We wouldn't have had those moments of Rory Stewart saying he'd done opium with Afghani's in the mountain tops. And then they're all sort of doing top trumps in each other, going, well, you've done opium in mountains. Oh, that's weird, because I, I, did, I did cocaine with the Rolling Stones. We wouldn't have had that. We wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have had the, you know, the recent hustings that went on for <laughs> nine weeks, where the Tories sort of trashed their own brand across a whole summer. It was quite a spectacle. So, I Jeff, just... and it were, if it wasn't for any of those elections, we maybe wouldn't have a cost of living crisis now. We, we well, I mean that's not you know it's because it's because of lockdowns and it? it's a global problem. That's 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 basically me batting it away. This this happening everywhere. Okay, I think where we've arrived at in this chat is uh, I just feel angry with our producer for picking a, a chat which is probably a valid democratic discussion, but it's uh, well you know it's uh, it's because. Bit on the dry side, isn't it? It feels like not a black and white issue, and gray areas aren't as funny. Andy, I mean, bring back the pupusas. Yeah. Uh, look, we can I mean, do I'd... we can do pupusas all day if you want, but uh, yes, I, I just thought I you guys like were better than that. I thought you wanted to do you no. Know, rich... Well, don't. That's on you then, because we're not. It's obvious that we're not, and and that show you need to be questioning your. I, I've always known that I'm not better. Whereas you thought I was better, so this is a bad day for Andy. Yeah, I, think. I have nothing to say about whether or not we should vote for a prime minister, and I have everything to say on whether or not men should be allowed to wear nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Olga and Jeff. Your friendly neighbourhood Darren Harriet here. Quick one for you. Should we move Parliament out of London? Let's say Birmingham, perhaps? Okay, Olga, you know, we've had the chat about uh, electoral systems and I can just see you like, Jeff, I, my mind's not on it because what I really want to get to is the next chat, which is about whether or not we should move Parliament out of London. So, fine, let's just get to that because I, I know that you're bursting uh, at the seams. One thing I would say, just to get this running, 
is I am 100% in favour of not only getting Parliament out of London, get it going around the country like a comedy tour. 19th of June, Parliament is at Norwich Corn Exchange. 22nd of June, the Ipswich Playhouse. You know, just get it going. Let's make some money. Corsham Pound Art it- Centre. The Horsham Pound Art Centre. I mean, you could, you could, you're on tour, right? You could just plug that. Thank is you. That, is the Horsham Jack. Art Centre a, a real place? Corsham, Corsham uh, Pound Art Centre. I'm there. Corsham I'm there November Pound Arts. 4th. November 4th. You could do a double header. Go for Olga Cock on the 4th. And then the House of Lords will be playing... <laughs> We'll be playing the Regency. Everyone, you know, one of those old 80s venues. <laughs> so, so I, you know, if democracy is about taking it to the people, let's literally take it to the people. I'm in. Let's go. It's like this uh, whole city of culture. Cardiff is city of comedy. And then we'll have a, a city of parliament. City of parliament. And, and, and also, you think wherever they go, you know what MPs are like. There's going to be certain local industries that are going to benefit. Drugs. Sex work. It's going to be boom time. <laughs> It's going to be boom time. All the fancy seafood restaurants are going to be busy. Champagne. You know, you could really just go around the country boosting the economy. And, and I think I was going to say, instead of, because I, I, I did that hesitation now, I said sex work. I'm still getting used to that word, by the way. One word I realised the other day, that I, 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 is a really tabloidy word that's gone out of use, is vice girls. That was always such a cool name, I thought, for that line of work. I have never Vice heard girls. of that. For me, Vice Girls are women who feature in the publication Vice. <laughs> okay, look, Jeff, I love your idea. I have I have more to add to that. First and foremost, let's talk about the Houses mm. of Parliament. I know two things about the Houses of Parliament. Number one is uh, the magnificent Jay Rayner's review of the restaurant in the Houses of Parliament, which is apparently terrible. So we can't be feeding mm. our MPs the food at that restaurant. Uh, mm. Number two is I think we all heard that the Houses of Parliament has a sewage issue um and so apparently the halls of the houses of parliament smell like shit is this true have we heard this i mean in a way that's kind of because we've had a a sewage uh problem in the country at large so they're suffering with the people that is true Um, you know we've got shit in our seas they've got shit in their offices indeed so no now now that you're saying this now maybe like they should suffer in that okay well thinking of seas what i think is we put the entire parliament on a cruise ship yeah. And they could just, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, with like revenue, because Pete, you get a lot of political nerds now. You get load, loads of these podcasts at Edinburgh. There was loads of live shows, politics, chat, this. Monetize. Monetize heavily. Uh, and it could be like it could be like the darts. You get pissed up, chanting. You could get a mosh pit going for when Jacob Reese Mogg starts speaking. Get, get the mosh pit going. And I look, I mean, on, on a basic level, this is what should be happening, actually. And, and, and a lot of people kind of write it off as it's, a, you know, the, the Tories have actually suggested taking the House of Lords up to York. I mean, you notice that they pick one of the nice northern towns, though. But, the, you know, and people say, well, it's just, it's just the Tories don't really like the north. It's just a superficial gesture. I think, well, the politics is, a, a lot of it is about superficial gestures. And it's a superficial gesture that Labour could have made, right, during their 13 years in power. It's really weird that it didn't occur to them, like sort of diversity in the Labour Party generally during that time. So whether it's coming from a, a cynical place politically or not, I, I, I'm there for it. I just don't think it should be limited to York. You've got to get around the real rough-ass places as well. I'm still thinking about sewage. So do we just keep the terrible <laughs> restaurant and the sewage issue and we just take take a sort of excavator and we place the entire building in 
in different cities around the country. No, no, but I think that that might add add costs. I'm thinking more of like kind of a, a, a arena gigs, and then you could have like merch as well. You could be selling, you could be selling like Tory Labour merch. I was going to say Lib Dem, but you know, probably not. <laughs> you could have you could have Lib Dem embossed sandals. Okay. And, and people always say, Jeff, don't be mean about the Lib Dems, but trust me, they are happy to be mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have boxing, like a boxing ring situation? Uh, yeah, PMQs could be settle this. Yeah, you, you could say like if the speaker, one warning, two warnings, three warnings, fight it out. You know. Yeah. I also enjoy the indignity of them having to perform uh, whatever they're doing on a set of a different show that's like there later. So like the mm. the fact that they would have to do house of lords but like on a little mix concert stage is very funny to me <laughs> here's another thing as well right so you remember when the smp they they want all their their mps and they'd always say oh we, we don't want to go down to west monster the, you know they were real anti-london i bet they love it there now love why wouldn't you love london's a great city but they still have to go back and go oh i wish they'd bring it close they love being in london so I think that I think that they should all have to be places that they don't enjoy. More Coventry, right? Bangor, Bangor. Just get 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 them out. Get democracy close to people because it's like yeah, they they do it at question time. It'd just be like question time, but making actual laws. I agree. Imagine having Blackpool Week like in Strictly. If Strictly's doing it, why isn't the Houses of Parliament doing it? I think most places have a regular, you know, a city where where Parliament or Congress sits, right? So let's let's be bold. You know, this is this is Brexit Britain. This is we're doing things differently now. Okay, you know, and it might be Washington in, in the states or in France. It might be wherever the the France place is. <laughs> the France place, yeah. I, I mean, that is the most Brexity I've sounded on the podcast yet. I think whatever that France place is. Yeah, do you know the France place? Do, do Andy, what's the France place called? The France Parliament. Do you mean Paris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, dude, come on, man. Don't don't like <laughs> white working class racism. Me. Um, it's the National but, Assembly in Paris. It's the lower house of Parliament. Or I, I think Assembly National. Okay, but, Andy. It convenes at the Palais Bourbon if that's what you're looking for, which is definitely pronounced wrong. That, yeah, yeah, the Biscuit Palace. Thank you. So I think that we should show these Europeans a clean pair of heels. And just do it a bit differently. And open the digestive Zyrena. <laughs> the hob, the hobnob arena. Get sponsorship <laughs> in. The, the finance. I mean, we got we we with skin at the moment. Oh god, all right, we're skin. We need to legalize drugs. That's another discussion. Okay, everything needs to be monetized. So we're talking the Parliament on tour. We're talking sponsorship on doctors. They're coats. not. They don't deserve a venue. What they're doing, they're doing a traveling circus situation. They can. They get a tent. Okay. They get portal loose. <laughs> if I'm feeling generous, they can get one elephant. They get yeah. Whatever is available elephant. at the local zoo. They get one elephant, which Alexandra Burke will not acknowledge. <laughs> so. I, I, yeah, I genuinely, I genuinely think that maybe it's not possible to go around the country, but I think like they should start. They should, and it is annoying. I think it's annoying for the left when um, the Tories went a bit northern because that is weird. It's not normally their brand, right? And to the point where I think Boris at one point was going to start calling Rishi our kid. You know, our kid. I think they should start speaking in, in northern accents as well. You have to, and I, 
And, you know, Liz Truss should stand up and just uh, just do a Brummy accent. I'm still arguing towards a cruise ship. Imagine. First of all, they would all fuck each other. We live stream the entire thing. They have all yeah. these water slides and things, but it's all happening like in the UK. So it's freezing. My friend yeah. worked on a cruise ship once and they say they have two fridges for dead bodies on, on every cruise ship just in case they die. Yeah, I mean, they are like sort of cities, aren't they? And, and the captain of a cruise ship has powers way beyond what you, what you would think. Like, they can marry people and stuff like that. I mean, I remember I was on a, I was on a cruise ship. Get this, Olga. Jonglers. Do you remember the old Jonglers comedy clubs? Yeah. They did a thing called the Jonglers Cruise. Oh, God. Who would com- go on that? Um, good sort of the earth people. I don't, well, sorry, what's the... It was a really lovely place to be, and I would definitely have taken my wife on one too. But we did the Jonglers Cruise, and... Um, one of the acts who, who remained nameless um, started acting up and he got disciplined by the captain of the ship. Wait, and, so the uh, Jonglers Cruise, the only entertainment available is stand-up comedy and then there's nothing no, else? No, no. It was called a Jonglers Cruise. It was it was a cruise and they booked Jonglers into it. But oh, okay. Because I just like, because you know, like Weezer have a cruise or like Disney have cruises. And I was like, who's the target demo for, for Jonglers all day, every day? Yes, uh, people, people who like uh, Scampi. And, and, and chips and basket-based food. But, yeah, I, th- I think putting it on a... Look, it's it's a great idea, Olga, putting it on a um, a cruise ship that just, I don't know, just kind of orbits or, or <laughs> goes around the country on an ongoing basis. Can you imagine? It's, but I think it's when we were trying to ground this in a, some sort of practical suggestion, it's all the civil service are based in London. Obviously, it's a place where people want to live. I mean, there's, it's got itsus, it's got eateries, it's got, you know, seven pret-a-mangers every... 400 yards it's got all the infrastructure uh that you need so you know moving out of london does create problems so i can't see where put we're... them on a cruise the windows are round jeff as a fan of confirming stereotypes yes do you as a man enjoy mm. drinking whiskey I, I want to say yes, but no, I don't. I don't think any bloke enjoys drinking whiskey. It's, look, it's, it's, it's rank. It's rank. Drinking whiskey is rank. And if there's any Scottish people listening, right, that's the most offensive thing in my show at Edinburgh is when I said that you've got to put Coke in whiskey for it to be enjoyable. It's like poker. It's one of these things that men pretend to enjoy. It's a savageness. And, and then when people try to start trying to sell it to you, they say things like, oh, it's got a really peaty taste to it. I don't want fucking soil in my, in my drink. Whiskey is so missold, right? Like, when you, when you see it, you see it in, like, 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 boardroom, there'll be a guy with a decanter, and it's just such a lovely colour, isn't it? It's a beautiful colour, whiskey. As the light refracts through Amber. It, mm. the beautiful word. Just the amber light refracts, you think, that looks warming, and, and then you try it. But most people, right, in films, people drink whiskey where they're either like a divorce cop or they're a fucking businessman. And in real life, it's when you're on the piss at home and you've run out of all the other stuff. And then you wake up in the morning and you taste, oh, fuck, I drank whiskey last night. So I, I, I hate whiskey. Are you, are you now going to outman me here and just put out, just suddenly interview, there'll be a cigar and <laughs> a tumbler with some ice in. Look, I drank my fair share of old fashions to impress men back in my day. I'm done. Well, when you were heading footballs doing... Yeah, right now I'm thinking if I'd rather have a man explain the difference between single or double malt or whatever whiskey there is or explain the offside rule. And honestly, I'd rather kill myself. 
this is where I diverge from certain aspects of conventional masculinity. Whiskey tastes like shit, and Formula One is for assholes. I think but we've said the mo- uh, the most amount of controversial stuff on this on this episode specifically. The kind of stuff that really annoys people, as we know with comics. You know, it's like my Keir Starmer tweet. It's not going to be, it's not going to be the thing that you think. It's going to be the fact that we slagged off Birmingham unnecessarily. And honestly, if instead of if instead of a, a, a beautiful building in the middle of the city, you can have two huge train stations and walking distance of each other, why not that? <laughs> what you want to constantly be thinking about in the middle of Birmingham is leaving Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> Although, weirdly, Birmingham uh, has a, had a second lease of call because of the show Peaky Blinders, right? You watch Peaky Blinders. No, but I've seen its impact on men's haircuts and I don't like it. <laughs> If you've enjoyed this podcast, please tune in to Late Night Mash, the TV show, on Dave at 10 p.m. Thursdays. You can also stream it for free on UK TV Play if you're young and hip like me. Olga Koch. I'm not that old. I've streamed stuff. Documentaries about the war. So what if it was? And you know what? Even if you haven't enjoyed the podcast, tune into the show. A hell of a lot more money spent on a TV show. Yeah, the TV show is not filmed in a seedy hotel room, for instance. And I wish it were. Each week, our new host, Rachel Paris, is joined by a load of funny correspondents and a special guest, all giving their expert analysis on this week's news and everything else interesting going on in the world of culture, society, and showbiz. Jeff Norcott's on it sometimes. I'm on it. And we're funny, right? Right? Right. You're great, Olga. We're good together, actually. We could become a powerful double act like Benefer. We could call ourselves Norcock. Jeffka? Maybe. Late Night Mash, Thursdays at 10 on Dave and streaming on UKTV Play. Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to nose around a comedian's house, take their stuff and see how much money you can make by selling it? No, that's a pretty niche thing, to be honest. Bit creepy, really. But that's the premise of Dave's brand new comedy podcast, Hard Sell, with me, Josh Jones. And me, Darren Harrier. We're going to travel the country, visiting the homes of different comedians, chatting about their spending habits before grabbing one of their favourite possessions and giving ourselves one week to try and sell it for charity. In a competition to see who can raise the most money. It's a right laugh as we get to meet amazing funny people like Kima Bob, Joel Domit, Rhea Lena, Ivo Graham, Josh Pugh and lots more. But also sort of like an incredibly stressful cheese dream where we're trying to shift what are essentially stolen goods against the clock. <laughs> it's bonkers. Hard Sell with Josh Jones. And Darren Harrier. Available now wherever you get your podcasts.